Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Happy You're Here, a podcast with Lauren Berger. I am your host, Lauren, and welcome to episode 18, y'all. I cannot believe it. We are almost to the end of season one, and it has been such an amazing journey. So thank you guys for coming on this ride with me, and I'm just so excited to continue to share your guys' stories, and I'm excited for what we have in store for season two. I'm also excited for our guest today. We have Ashley on the podcast, you guys. I've known Ashley for years. She has been such a light in my life, and I'm really excited for you guys to um, get a sneak peek into our conversation today. Ashley just started a new dream job at Family Resources as a school-based care coordinator, which is a nonprofit in Davenport, Iowa. She gets referrals from schools that are assigned to her, and she's able to reach out and help the parents with the resources that they need. It could be community resources or assistance just being heard in their child's school plan, like IEPs, 504, bullying, discipline, whatever that may be. Ashley is also a mom to two beautiful children and we talk a lot about how she navigates motherhood being a working mom her advocacy work just all of the amazing ways that she is helping the lives of family while also raising a beautiful blended family of her own so I'm just so excited for you guys to meet her it was such an enriching conversation to be able to sit down with Ashley and just dive deeper into who she is and I'm really excited for you guys to hear from her today so without further ado y'all let's just hop right in well, hello, Ashley. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. All right. Uh, my name is Ashley Mellenhausen. I am a school-based care coordinator for Family Resources, which is a nonprofit in Davenport. I serve kids in um, the Davenport School District is where we primarily focus um, and I have two kiddos in the Davenport School District. I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, boy and girl. And Lauren has gotten to, to take care of my little one yes. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> so she knows her pretty well. And um, I just got married in January, but I have been with my husband for eight years. <laughs> so and, um, it's our daughter together. And... We have two cats and a gecko that just laid eggs yesterday. So. Ooh, a full house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys like have like a super blended family then. We were just kind of talking about that before we got on. Like you guys are, we're in the midst of the holiday season. So much, so many blended families. I feel like it's like chaotic this time of year. How do you guys like manage all of the families and all of that? How is that experience? Yeah, it is definitely hard, especially with blended families, but we have a pretty good schedule um, for my son. It's kind of, it's already set. So we already know like what holidays we're going to get and things. Um, and we can get that stuff situated pretty well. We don't really ever have any issues with that. And then we try to just plan around those things. Mm-hmm. Um, my family just does what they call Thanksmas. So it's just they're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and we celebrate them both on the same <laughs> day, but a random date, like that makes no sense. Yeah. And spend the actual days traveling between families. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Well, and also congratulations on the wedding. That is amazing. <laughs> How was that? How was that day? Was it like everything you could have hoped for and more? Um. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time coming. So <laughs> yeah, was, 
definitely anticipated for sure. Um, And then we did it in January, which is super weird because most people want to do it in the summer. Right, right. uh, We wanted the date like 122-22. So (laughs) that's kind of how we that and yeah it was it was like a good day it was actually not super bad out so it kind of worked out (laughs) I love that I love that (laughs) (laughs) well I know your new job is like a really big part of your life right now you worked in childcare for a lot of years and your journey to finding like your job has been kind of an interesting one so why don't we like go into that like what's your background in school where has like your journey started with all of that tell me all the things yeah. So I started at Scott, just got my associate's degree, and I knew that I wanted to do something in psychology. I really wanted to do family counseling. That was kind of my end goal. Okay. Um, and I went from Scott to Western, mm-hmm. and I got my bachelor's in psychology and also with liberal arts together. So I had a double major. Nice. And that was a lot to do. <laughs> but yeah. I had most of the psychology portion done from all the stuff I had taken at Scott, um, mostly because my high school allowed me to take classes at our local community college nice. while I was in high school. So I had those credits already. And I mm-hmm. took like just intro psychology and sociology mm-hmm. classes at that point when I was in high school. And so that stuff all kind of helped me be able to have that double major and not be mm-hmm. super overwhelmed. So <laughs> that yeah. was really nice. Um, and then while I was at Western, I got pregnant with my son and <laughs> I had him on uh, May 18th and I graduated on May 15th. So oh I walked three days before he was born. <laughs> so that's crazy. Was, yeah, he was due soon anyway. So it was not like super surprised, but I was just like, please let me get through finals. Please right. let me walk stage. <laughs> right, right. I mean, my stepmom went to college, but as far as like my immediate family, I was the first one. So it was really important to my dad, especially to like see me graduate. So I was like, please just let me walk this stage. (laughs) And so after I did that, I was like, he can come anytime. And he sure did. So yeah. yeah. And after I had him, I I was like, I can never leave this face ever again. Like Mm -hmm. I have to just (laughs) be with him. Yeah. So I stayed home with him for two years while I could why it worked out and then when he went to um preschool daycare right away at like two and a half mm-hmm. I was like well what do I what do I want to do like what yeah. do I want to do with my degree um and just having the bachelor's degree obviously I can't do counseling or anything like that so I just kind of looked at things where I could still work with youth mm-hmm. and so I started in the Davenport schools just as a para again just to get my feet wet and see kind of where I wanted that to lead me and then had my daughter and didn't want to leave her either. <laughs> so I worked in childcare for seven years. Um, the plan was just for five until she started kindergarten, but COVID yeah. took that away. So yep. it ended yep. up being seven years. <laughs> yep. But now I am with family resources. Um, and so this is kind of a new position this year for the schools. It's from a grant that they received And so um, basically I get referrals from kids in need in the community on things that their families might need. And so it could be that the kid's struggling in school, 
um, or that the family might be homeless. That's a super big one, especially Mm -hmm. here. And so I get those referrals and I reach out to the family and see kind of where I can find community resources for them. Yeah. Um, Whether it's getting them dentists and doctors that are taking their insurance, helping them sign up for insurance. I mean, it goes on and on, like what Mm -hmm. I can help them with, even as far as going to IEP meetings and helping them get the services in school that they need. So yeah, and I just have two schools here. I split it. Um, There's four of us total. And so me and one of them do the north side schools. And then there's another two that do the the south side schools. That's awesome. What are you, are you like physically in the schools? Are you guys like at family resources and just go out to the schools as needed? Or what kind of does your everyday like life look like with that? Um, It just, it can depend. So do I technically have north high school and central high school Okay, and all the feeder schools that go into those, including like the elementaries and the middle schools. Okay. Okay. But for the high schools, I might have to go to like mediations where like if there was a fight or something to keep the kids from being suspended just on their first incident, we can go and we sit with just like some of the people from the school, the counselor, maybe the principal, and we kind of have the kids talk it out and see if there's like ways we can solve the issue to make it stop so that they don't have to be suspended because right. that hurts their parents who can't maybe stay home and make sure that they're there. Yeah. And then it, it doesn't help the kids to be out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just not a good option for them. So we try to solve it that way first. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's some things that you can't fix. Yeah. A fight is easier to fix than, you know, some other things that might have happened. But that's something that we've been doing. So then I would physically be in the school. Um, And then if like a parent needed help at an IEP meeting, I would go to that. So then I would physically be in the school. But other than that, I have an office at family resources. That's like my office. And that's where I can, you know, make the calls and I look up research for whatever type of community things that they might need. And Mm -hmm. we also have a donation center on site. So if the mom is like, I need winter clothes for my kids. Like I'm struggling. I can go there, pick out sizes, fill up bags and take them to them. So I also am in their homes and things. So that's amazing. Oh my goodness. That's like, yeah, so many incredible resources that I feel like we just like don't know about, but that's, that's, that's so awesome. Um, I know I heard you say that homelessness is one of like a really big thing that's been going on in our community, which I know a little bit about because my mom's at Buchanan elementary school. And so she works with a lot of those families, but, um, are you seeing that a lot of their needs are being met through you guys? Are you seeing that the schools are doing the best that they can to service those families or what are you kind of seeing in terms of that? Uh, I think the, a lot of the homelessness that I've kind of dealt with, I mean, is either it's consistent, it's been going on like, and they're just kind of like what we call couch surfing. So they might have somebody to stay with for a little while, but then it's not a consistent place. And I have ones who I think, they had a lot of a COVID assistance for rent and things like that. And all that stuff has ended. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't able to find jobs or other resources. Now they're people are being kicked out of their homes because they're like, well, you know, you don't have your rent assistance anymore and you can't make it. So, yeah. you know, you gotta go. And so then they're stuck and they have nowhere to go. And so I think that the schools, they really, I think they try to help with it as much as they can, but you know, we also have limited resources and funds. And so we try to help them at least get like a hotel Okay. and the school can help with that. And then we can also help with that. 
um, just to kind of get them on their feet. So the kids have somewhere to sleep at night. That's safe. And then we can switch the busing for anybody who's homeless. They can still stay in their school that they're normally going to. And we can set up busing for that no matter where the hotel is that they're staying. Even if it's way far away from their home schools, we'll make sure that they don't have to just switch schools just because they're temporarily homeless. So um, that's really nice in that aspect. And then, I mean, the hotels are not an ideal situation if there's only two beds in you know, maybe that's a family of five or six. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not ideal, but at least it's a warm place. And so then I try to help them by finding, which also section eight is closed, like the list. They're not taking any people on it because the list is so long. So Mm -hmm. we try to get them housing through like Salvation Army Mm -hmm. or something like places like that, that are offering, you know, helping out with rent and things just so they can find somewhere. But I mean, the school, kind of they do as much as they can too so yeah yeah it's hard and rent is just crazy expensive here <sighs> yeah I couldn't I probably couldn't even rent like anymore enough that it would be a big enough space for my family and I it's just crazy yeah it's it's nuts and like you said the section eight is closed so that's not that usually helped families a lot be able to find uh I mean it probably wouldn't have been the best living place but it was at least somewhere warm for them to say that they could afford and um yeah rent prices are insane right now I'm like I was looking at places back in Davenport not that I was planning on moving home but like seeing like the prices are like almost comparable to Chicago I'm like what is going on this is crazy um yeah it's nuts and I think it all kind of goes back to COVID just kind of like messed up everything (laughs) have you seen that um I heard you say that that kind of impacted a lot of the things too with families um how did how have you seen other ways that COVID has kind of like flipped everything upside down with this whole process and I know you just started but I'm sure people have seen like some stuff prior to this too yeah I mean I think especially with kids and learning a lot of them are behind now I mean months behind and so that's kind of a struggle because for whatever reason, the Iowa board for education still thinks that the scores should be the same. And I'm sure your mom sees that too. Like the scores or the requirements didn't change, but yet the kids are months behind. And so everybody seems to be on the lower end of things. I mean, there are kids who it didn't affect, but those are, I feel like the kids who might've had better resources where the kids that were at home and their parents were working and they were just home and they weren't on their Chromebooks or they weren't able to get on their Chromebooks because of internet or so many, mm-hmm. so many barriers, they just didn't get that education. And it's not the same education as your, you know, your Zoom. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help either. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a totally different experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even my son is super bright. I mean, He's in tag at school and he was struggling with the Zoom stuff because he's like, I don't know what this even means. Like we haven't actually learned this. And if you don't make it to the lives then you didn't see it and it's just, it was hard. It was definitely a struggle. So I think helping the kids get back on track with that is going to be huge and has a lot to do with a lot of the kids needing IEPs or special plans right now. So I'm definitely thankful that I can help the parents get that stuff. Yeah. Their kid can get the resources they need. Absolutely. So you guys, you guys do help out with IEPs and 504 plans and all of that. That's that's amazing. And I know like, 
I just started at an internship site too that kind of talks a little bit about that within the school system. And it's like a, it's a long process and there's like a lot of steps and a lot of like legality that goes into it too. Like, so how do you feel like when you've worked with families with that, like they have no idea like what's going on and you have been kind of like a really big resource for that? Yeah. A lot of them ask about tutoring too. And so trying to find people, there's a lot of teachers who are willing to tutor right now and they're just charging like low fees to just like tutor. But I think a lot of them are also willing to help, you know, they understand and they're willing to help outside of their classroom hours. And so that's helpful. But I mean, just the language for IEPs, a lot of the families have no idea what that means. And I mean, even if it's something, I always try to research if it's going to be a kid who has maybe more complex IEP versus just needing help in certain subjects. Mm -hmm. If it's more complex, I'll even look up stuff before. So I kind of know, okay, so they're going to ask me, you know, they're going to talk about this language and I want the family to understand what that means so that they're not signing off on something that they don't agree on or a goal right. that's not realistic child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's important to make sure that they're all realistic goals for their kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of the language that they use, I'm like, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> so how is a family supposed to know what's going on? Like, yeah, it's, it's so confusing and it's, it makes me so frustrated because I feel like they make it so confusing. So people don't go through with it because it's more work on the school's end to have to like deal with all of that. And they're like, well, if we just make this hard, like families will understand and people won't like do it. But I'm glad that there are people like you that are able to help. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, getting an evaluation for um, special ed or just to see if there's any diagnosis or underlying, you know, issues. I mean, that was super far out. I had a family scheduled the other day and they can't get until March. And that's crazy, but they're so backed up in our area. And there's only a couple places that's convenient for families that can't drive to Iowa City that might not have that. So, yeah, like March, that's just crazy to wait that long. Yeah. It's nuts. It's like, yeah, that's, I feel like everybody's backed up and again, COVID backed everything mm-hmm. up too, but just like the, the lack of places that are, are open, like a lot of places had to close during the pandemic and didn't reopen. Or you, like you said, like from Davenport to Iowa city, that's an hour drive. Like people can't make that. And so like a lot of the places are in like the bigger cities and not a lot of the other, you know, smaller towns and stuff have access to that. So yeah, it's, it's crazy in March. That's, that's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. And just have the AEA here. That's kind of like our only, you know, our only yep. place to do that. So it's, yeah, it's hard. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, you're doing amazing work and I'm like so excited. How long have you, have, have you been here? I just started there in August okay. So just of the school year. So it was really slow in the beginning just because they had, this was a new thing. So they didn't know, you know, sending referrals or what that looked like for mm-hmm. them. And so once the teachers kind of got a hang of it, then we were getting them like left and right. Yeah. Yep. There were families that, you know, need help. And I keep them then as long as they need stuff. So That's it's awesome. not just, a, here's some ideas and then bye. Like right. I keep in contact with them I, at least monthly. I make monthly contact for sure. But then I will just always check in, especially with the holidays, like, Hey, I know Thanksgiving's coming up. Do you need me to go to the pantry and like bring you stuff or, you know, kind of whatever they would need for that. And we're doing adopt a family right now for Christmas. And I'm just like, so obsessed with that right now. It's, It's so great to see all of these donors and all of these people who have picked a family, you know, 
bringing gifts for them so I can deliver that stuff. I can't wait for that week when I get to drop off all the presents to my families. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yes. It's so heartwarming to just see like their faces light up. We literally last night just had a holiday party at my internship and got to pass out gifts. And it's just like so amazing to see like our families that like, you don't even think about it sometimes of like the families that don't have a Christmas that don't get to sit around the table or have presents and to be able to like be that like light is so is so awesome so I'm so excited for you it's gonna be fun (laughs) we're gonna like a kid's Christmas party at our work so the kids can come and do stuff and so that'll be it'll be just something for anybody because they posted it on Facebook so it's not just for our you know our clients it can be for anyone and so that's really nice too because then the parents can see other parents and be like oh what's you guys go to oh we go you know and they can make those connections too and have peers help you know and support yes. it's great yes well give me that info and we will definitely post it too and like invite people let people know that that's so awesome oh I'm so happy about all of this work that you're doing um I feel like everyone has kind of a story about like what sparked their interest for like the specific field that they're in and the work that you do is there any specific moment in your life where you were like this is what I need to be doing or this is why I want to get into this or like what is the story behind like why you want to do the work you want to do Well, in high school, we could kind of go over to the elementary school and you would just like read with kids or help them with worksheets or something. And it started out of like, oh, I want to skip class kind of thing, you know, like, (laughs) oh, that would be so fun. Like I get out of school for an hour. Yeah. So I I thought, you know, I want to try that. So we went and did that. And I really liked working with the kids and just like having, I can tell that kids love that one-on-one attention. And having my own kids now, I do see that as, you know, that's super important to them. And so just us going over and reading to them or helping them with a worksheet, they thought it was so cool because we were in high school and we're giving them attention and they, they just loved that just telling us stories. And so that really sparked my interest, like working with kids. And then um, in high school, I was just like working at McDonald's. Like I didn't have like any cool, fun job. I liked that job, but um, obviously it wasn't something that I was passionate about. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so after kind of starting college and somebody came to, I was in an intro to counseling class mm-hmm. and somebody came in from a company called New Choices mm-hmm. and it's with handicapped individuals, mm-hmm. um, kids and adults. And she just came in and kind of talked about what she does. And I was like, yes, like that sounds mm-hmm. so fun that, that mm-hmm. I feel like I would be happy to go to work. And that I was like, had a purpose at work. And so I applied and like got the job and I started doing that while I was in college. And it was so fun. Like I have so many, I still have so many memories of clients that I worked with there and things that we did in the community. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of learned a lot about waivers for Iowa for um, either like mental illness or Mm -hmm. they have a brain injury, things like that. I learned a lot about waivers, a lot about, um, the SCL, which is like community living mm-hmm. um, services, kind of have goals to work on in the community, and then respite, which is just kind of helping take time away from the family who they might be the constant caregiver, and it's kind of like a break for them. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot about those services, and I thought, you know, this is this is great. Like I like this, and obviously after graduating, I wanted to get my master's in counseling because. I had been to counseling when I was a kid because my parents were divorced and I just felt like my counseling was not 
I don't know, kid friendly or not necessarily. It was just so I didn't feel like I got anything out of it. And I was like, that is such a need. <laughs> like yeah. kids need that. And so I was like, how can I, you know, fit that into my life somewhere? And I was like, I should just do it. If I want to, if I want to see the change and I should just do it. So I really wanted to do family counseling and then kind of focus on that, like kids in, you know, divorce situations or um, their parents are incarcerated and they, you know, just stuff like that. I wanted to really focus on that need, but I just never got to my master's part of it, but I feel like I'm still kind of doing those things in a way now. So I'm happy with where I'm at and I'm glad that I did just, I mean, I'm glad I did get my bachelor's and I did like complete that. And I am glad that I had the time with my kids that I did because I can never get that back. So I'm not sad about that part necessarily, but I wish I would have done that, you know, but there's always time maybe later. (laughs) I was just going to say, like, you still have so much time to go back and get your master's. Do you think that would be something you'd be interested in in doing that? Oh, possibly. I working at Family Resources has sparked a lot of other things for me, too. Um, We have a lot of services for um, survivors, such as, you know, sexual assault survivors, domestic survivors. I just I'm really passionate about that as well. And I'm so glad that I can be a part of helping with that. Yeah. Um, So at some point, I would really like to also add um, being an advocate into my plate of things I'm doing at Family Resources. And so I'm hoping that I can do something like that as well. So, but maybe, maybe I would go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. You have so much time. You don't have to decide today, but I, that's so amazing that you bring that up. My mom and my grandma both did um, the advocate. Uh, like, I think it's like the rape advocate that goes out to like the hospitals when it was like oh, on call. Yeah. 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 So they like loved that. And it was like such a, I mean, it's such a hard experience, but it's so amazing um, to be able to do that. And so, yeah, family resources has like a lot of incredible things. Oh, that's so awesome that they did that. Yeah. That's like what I, I really want to do that. I would, I would more likely want to focus on the domestic mm-hmm. violence advocates, but just because sexual assault and like, sometimes you have to go with little kids. And I think that would be too triggering. Um, you have to be a special person to do that and props to our whole staff that go out and do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, but like right now that's, it's not really possible for me to add that because my husband works thirds. And so mm-hmm. if I'd have to go in the middle of the night, I can't really leave. My kids are too young to leave them here in the middle of the night alone, but right, it right. Is- I want to do sometimes. So yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it definitely takes a special kind of person to do that, especially like, yeah, you said with the little kids or, um, the younger people or those who have kids with them, like it's, yeah, it's hard work, but, um, yeah, I think I could like totally see you doing, doing <laughs> work for sure. You have just such like a calming presence and you would, you would be amazing at that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is awesome. I, so, um, I know you said you have two younger kids of your own. How has, um, that process been of like, I know it's been a while since you were like at home with them, but like being like a working mom now and all of that stuff, like how, how is that? I know they're in school now, but it's kind of probably like a big shift of being like a stay at home mom to then like being back in the workforce. And then also like when your daughter was younger, like you were working at her daycare. So you got to see her often. So like, how is it now that like you're working? She would be more sad to be honest. You know how she is. She's so social. So less if she is seeing me every day or not. And 
like when I was, I knew I was going to not be at the daycare forever. So I wanted to have kind of like, what can I, else can I do? So I have so many random things. Like I have my substitute authorization license so that I could sub because I thought maybe I would want to sub, mm-hmm. but you know, like if you're just subbing, it's not really for summer, you're kind of out of luck. And then yeah. benefits wise, you're not getting any of the good benefits, you know, time off and stuff like that, but you get to make your own schedule. So I was like, you know what, it lasts five years. I'm going to get that too. So I have that. And then I have my serve safe. I got that when I was at the daycare, but I could do like lunchroom stuff. Like I could be a cafeteria worker if I ever needed to. I just wanted to, I wanted to still kind of be in with my kids. And so working for their school district, at least I can kind of see what's going on in the school district and be an informed parent and then help other people be informed parents so that's really cool and I know my son would be so embarrassed if I showed up to sub at his school I already know he would (laughs) he's told me so many times like please don't sub at our school (laughs) he would probably be mortified if he went through the cafeteria line and you were serving his lunch (laughs) way worse for him I'm sure (laughs) I would be like honey you forgot your cake like (laughs) you're so embarrassed my daughter probably like it but yeah. she also care that I'm not like she doesn't mind being away from me, like being at big kids school. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a lot harder when I was working at the daycare and she was with me and then I would come home and we'd have to still do online school. Uh, and that was a lot harder to do because I was a full time like worker. Plus I was a full time mom. Plus I was a teacher, like all of those things in one. Yeah. I just, yeah, it was, that was the hardest part, but I think that with this job being so flexible, it works so perfect with being able to be at all of their things. So that's, that's another like plus for it as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So you don't feel like you're missing out on any of like the choir concerts or the festivities that happen at school. That's awesome. And if I need to, I can call the school and be like, Hey, it's the school care coordinator. Just checking in on my kids. Right. Right. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my goodness. So your youngest, what grade is she in now? He's in second. Oh my goodness. And then your oldest, what he's in middle he's school in now? No, well, at middle school, he will be in middle school next year, but I mean, the grade, I guess is kind of middle school. Yeah. They're switching back to the middle schools in okay. a couple of years by like 2024, 2025 school year, they want sixth grade back. So I think they're going to do that, which would be it's going to be a, a big shift again, but I think it's to make space for preschools in the elementaries, which is yes. such a need now because preschool is also something that we're lacking in this area. Yes. So, yes, I know my mom was telling me a lot of her friends are like kindergarten teachers and just talking about like all of the, um, not even like kids are behind, but just like the, like COVID just like messed it all up. And like kids weren't able to go to preschool and like, they're just, they, I mean, they are behind, but it's nothing like that is at their fault, right? Like there is a lack of those preschools. There wasn't really a lot of options during the pandemic. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, when I was in middle school with sixth, seventh and eighth, and then I think they just recently put sixth grade back in, um, <laughs> in, um, the elementary schools. So yeah, I don't know. How is your son liking that? Does he? Well, he would, he didn't have to, it didn't affect him as far as like they, a couple years ago. So they were already there. I liked it because I kept him with her a little bit longer with his sister, because I was like, she really, she didn't, she didn't have a full year of preschool. It was, that's when COVID happened. So she was like in preschool and then halfway through, she had to do it online. And then her kindergarten year was spent most of it at home. And then 
online. Yeah. And then I think it was like first grade, they were doing like three days on and two days off and then yeah. three days off. And so she's like actually full time this year in school. Right. And so I'm glad that he's there to like help her and awesome. to get her that. I mean, they go to an after school program. And so it's but it was bust right now there's no bus because they can't hire any bus drivers so <laughs> i pick them up every day but um the making sure she got on the bus to go to yeah. the right place that was really good because she had never i mean it was also like big to her and yeah. scary and so i'm glad that he was there to help her navigate and get used to that so now i feel like she's really she's got it under her belt she could probably do it next year without him so yeah i'm not as worried as i was when i thought everything was going to be normal and i was like yeah. oh my god he's not gonna be there with her and yeah. she's gonna be alone yeah it'll be it'll be okay, i think i think he's excited to just to be with kids from different schools because when you move to that middle school yep. your kids from elementaries you've never met before so then you yeah. can get new friends too and kind of and with his basketball team, that's any kid that could possibly go to the high school that's in our area. So yeah. it's any of those elementary schools that are feeder schools into our high school. So yeah. uh, he does play with some kids that are from different schools already. So it'll be cool when they're finally all together in seventh yeah. grade next year. So that will be so exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. And like you were saying, it's just... <laughs> And I know it's probably all school districts right now, but you see it. I see it because my mom's working in it too, but it's like the lack of school bus drivers, like subs. I know like it's been hard to get subs, to get paras, to get teachers. Like it's just like such a mess right now. And I know that they're wanting to even close a couple of the elementary schools and it's just chaos right now. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's, you know, that's like a hard one too. Cause I don't know if that's good or bad for those yeah. schools and your mom might have more insight having actually being there every single day but the families that I have that are those schools are affecting they need that school for the particular reason of it's it's right by their apartment and they might not have a car and yeah they're gonna bus but okay their kids never been on a bus before right right. (laughs) you know like they've always walked across the street to school or walked two blocks and now they're gonna go somewhere completely different Mm -hmm. and that's gonna be so crazy just like the packed classrooms oh my gosh I can't even like imagine it (laughs) for the kids I mean to be a teacher one person standing in front of already 26 and then maybe make that 30 30. that's just that's crazy I mean we both worked in childcare. yeah when you're in that room and you have 22 year olds and there's only three of you they can overpower you Mm -hmm. and these are older kids yeah yeah (laughs) and then one of you <laughs> right right yeah because then we you have a lack of paras that are able to be in the room to help out and then there's not enough stuff like it's just it's crazy and yeah like you said like these are the schools that are like down the street from these kids houses they're walking to school every day it's so convenient for them and for their families and like shutting it down is like I don't know I'm I'm not in it either so I don't I don't know the logistics behind it but to me it just seems like a nightmare waiting to happen and yeah it's it's just it just sucks like I wish schools had more funding more resources more love more care and it just it sucks (laughs) yes oh my gosh it's it's definitely scary and that's why I'm so happy that I got in this position because now I can I can do what I can do and it means if you know them switching closing the schools means that there's more kids that are in need then like I'm going to be right there to take those referrals and I'm going to do what I do (laughs) yes hopefully there's I mean I have 
there's lots of places we can reach out to and everybody coming together as a community, like we can make it work for these families. So I think it's just kind of, you know, building those relationships with all the resources and finding them. There's just so many things. I've learned so much from other people who have talked on your podcast yeah. already. And I've like, I jot notes down, like I'll be listening to it in my office on Fridays. There's no one ever in the office on Fridays because we yeah. have the option to work from home. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will do that, but I, I don't know. I get more stuff done if I'm there. So yeah. I sit there and I'm jotting notes, listening to <laughs> podcasts. So I can try to see, okay, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to contact yeah. that person. Yeah. So it's really amazing. helpful. That's awesome. Yeah. Your position couldn't have come at a better time. And then clearly the podcast couldn't either because we're having all <laughs> these resources with the libraries, with you. Like, it's just, it's so amazing. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you just came on today and we're able to just share a little bit about what's going on in our community, what you're doing, how you're helping. And I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I have two more questions for you. Um, I feel like I asked these to almost everyone. Um, but one last question, if you could see yourself in 10 years, where would you want to be? What would you want to be doing? Ideally, mm-hmm. um, I would, I'd still like to be kind of doing what I'm doing. I still want to serve the school district mm-hmm. um, or just the community youth for sure. I want to be working with youth in some aspect. Um, as far as I don't know where my position would be at that point, because like mm-hmm. I said, we're on grant right now. And so right. if that runs out, it doesn't mean I don't have a job. It just means that position is not the same. So yeah, it's gonna shift. I, yeah, it would kind of shift a little bit, but I would still want to work with youth. And I definitely want to have already had, in 10 years, I want to have at least got my feet wet with being an advocate or something with the domestic violence portion of my um, company. And so I definitely want to have done that. And gosh, my son will be 21 in 10 years. So oh I'm hoping... <laughs> college maybe (laughs) or you know or if he doesn't want to go to college that's fine too I just hope that they're good and Shay will probably be like a senior so (laughs) that's crazy to think about too so yeah that's kind of you know I hope I'm still doing these things for sure maybe go back to school (laughs) we'll see I'm gonna keep sending that love (laughs) your way to go back to school I could see you just thriving I'm I could see doing it. Um, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm so just blessed to know you and your family. And I'm so excited just for you guys and to just see where you guys continue to grow and do. Um, the last thing is, is there any advice or anything you would like to leave the listeners with? Any, any words of wisdom? Oh, I don't know if it's words of wisdom, but I thought I was thinking about this, getting ready to talk to you. And I just like realized how much kindness has been such a big part of every day for me just being kind because there's people that I'm working with now that I when I now know their situations it would have been a different story seeing them just out at Walmart and so I might not have appreciated the things that I know about them and like been as kind as I'd not known that and I'm like wow that says a lot you know just as a society we just need to be more kind to people in general and just you never know the story so always be kind (laughs) yes I love that I love that always just bring kindness and love and I think you're doing that every single day in your work so I'm so excited for you (laughs) (laughs) you 
You are the best. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing your story. It's so good to see you again. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for you too. And thank you for doing I think this is so great and it's going to touch so many people. Thank you. You're the best. Well, thank you, Ashley. We'll, we'll see you next time. Maybe we'll be back in 10 years and see you with your master's degree and just being the best version of you. All right. We'll see. <laughs>